September is Motorcycle Awareness Month. With events and promotions across the country, it's easy for riders to unite and get behind Motorcycle Awareness Month. We want to we want every ride to be a great ride, and that starts with 21 for September. We want riders to check their gear, check their bike, check their skills are up to scratch before they get back out on the road. Riders can get ready by following the 21 simple checks list at rideforever.co.nz. It is Motorcycle Awareness Month. Thank you very much, Motorcycle Awareness Month, for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast. Welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Heron. Great to have you along. If this is the first of our podcasts you've listened to, please do hit that like and subscribe buttons. Later in the show, it is Motorcycle Awareness Month. We're going to be catching up with Chaotic Blonde. Yes, we are. The top five takes a break this week. We're going to give you a few more of the 21 for September checklist items. So let's get into it. 21 for September, it's a checklist of 21 things you can do to increase your chances of making it home safely after your next ride. Let's rattle through a couple of them. Number 8, how safe is your gear? Check out motocap.co.nz to see if it's up to scratch because, you know, that sticker on the shoulder is probably not necessarily going to give you all the information. Number 12, get a pre-ride service. It's time to clean, check and service your bike. Whether you do it yourself or drop it into a dealer, it can it, it, it needs to be done. So get it serviced, especially if it's been sitting all winter number 18 plan your route take a look to see where the best places to stop are the best pies in town uh it's all good and number 21 book a ride forever course you don't know what you don't know and worst case scenario you come away with a day of riding around on your motorcycle with like-minded individuals bike gear all sorted don't forget your skills book a ride forever course it's 21 for september more information at rideforever.co.nz And I guess this week for Motorcycle Awareness Month is Amber, a.k.a. Chaotic Blonde. Hello! Hey, how are you? I'm alright, actually. Uh, It's spring, we're getting out on the bikes, and you haven't been doing a lot of road riding lately, have you? Unfortunately not. I mean, when January came around and the weather started packing in, I kind of had to almost put my boots up for a bit and get the dirt bike ones out because I couldn't believe the state of the weather and the consistent raining and then the floods impacted us massively as well. So it just wasn't a safe place to be on a a road, essentially. Were the bikes safe in the floods? Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Luckily, I live on a hill, um, but unfortunately, kind of everyone below me, um, especially my parents as well, just around their place, got some serious flooding involved. And I think a a lot of people are laughing because after the floods, I went out and bought myself a ranger so I could actually get around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm just just a little bit jealous about that. Uh, I might have to come and see you for your day job and and talk to you about getting one myself. Definitely worth it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, if those that don't know you, you're you're reasonably um, social media famous. You're on Instagram with a twenty uh, odd thousand followers, and you ride road bikes, dirt bikes, and horses. Indeed, that is me. 
So you've spent most of the year riding a dirt bike, which takes maintenance, but a different kind of maintenance. Now we're getting into spring, and we spoke last week to Mike Ireland, who's also up in Auckland, about the poor weather that Auckland's had this season. Hopefully the sun comes out. Can you talk me through the first things that go through your mind, the first things you do, planning a ride or going out for a ride, having not been out on a ride on a road bike for so long? So, you know, what's funny about the situation is both the times that I have unfortunately crashed on road have been because I didn't take my own advice. And um, I'm glad I'm saying it out loud because maybe I will for the future. But um, a lot of people forget that their bikes have been sitting for a prolonged period of time. A lot of us put their rego on hold. So first thing is making sure you've got uh, warrant of fitness in your rego up to date. Um, I tend to like doing a bit of a deep clean on the chain. Obviously, it's sat, just checking all the bits and pieces are all working. And another major one, which unfortunately I forgot and which caused my second crash is tyres. Um, tyre pressures are key, especially if we're coming out of sort of a very cold spring and into a warm summer. We're going to want to make sure that those tyre pressures are nice and high just so that we've got the right traction where needed. So last time, last, last time, a couple of years ago you had a crash and we talked <laughs> to you about it. Yes. You've, you've had another one since. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. I um, Funnily enough, my 636 had clocked over three years, so it was going for its first warrant of fitness. And I didn't, I don't know why, but I think because I was planning it with sort of a commute, so I was um, planning to get it waft at Coleman's, who so right around the corner from work. So I was like, sweet ass, just jump on. I'm literally just doing a usual ride. I'll get there. What I completely forgot is the bike had been sitting for six months or so. The tyre pressures were non-existent. Um, the tyres were essentially non-existent as well. And funnily enough, I had done the silly thing of having a brand new tyre on the rear that I hadn't used for those six months and I forgot about. And unfortunately, just it was a cold, damp morning. Um, there was quite a bit of dew on the roads and a few sort of oil slicks had popped up and I just went around a uh, and unfortunately, completely um, low-sided and threw my bike into a curb, yeah, hit it, spun three, I think, well, hit it and then kind of went up into the air three times and then came back down. And, I mean, low sides aren't usually massive damage, but in this instance it was because it hit the curb belly first, so just shot a hole through through the lower engine, unfortunately. And the bike was written off. I, I remember seeing yes. it in the uh, insurance uh, <laughs> Yes, yeah. Unfortunately so. Um, timing was quite interesting because literally four weeks prior, I'd put down an order for a new ZX4RR um, just because a 636 for someone my size is just far too big for me. So I was kind of like, oh, you know, as upsetting it as it is, and I've had the bike for three years, it kind of almost as sad as it sounds happened at the right time for me. Blessing in disguise. Um, yes. <laughs> so you're a you're a Revit ambassador as well. Uh, yes. You were wearing all the gear, I take it. So I, funnily enough, crashed right outside A and E. Um, they saw me slide probably twenty twenty five meters um, on my on my butt cheek, on my arm, on my leg, um, and on my boots as well. So they literally saw me slide across an intersection. And funnily enough, I was wearing my Revit leggings. And when I walked in there, they were all amazed that there wasn't even so much as a hole in them. Um, I was wearing my Revit leather jacket, my Xena 2, oh, sorry, Xena 3, um, which I absolutely love. And that just had a few scuffs. I've still got it to this day, and it's sturdy as anything. And um, 
Yeah, it was amazing to walk into A&E and they'd all obviously seen it happen and they were like, there's not even a scratch on you. You don't even have bruising. You've got nothing. And I was like, no, in three weeks prior, I'd actually broken my back falling off a horse. (laughs) I'm not sure it was the greatest combination of all things, but uh, my gear definitely saved my life. And if anyone can, I would definitely invest in getting the right gear and always making sure that you gear up and you gear up for the slide and not the ride. Now, something I say to a lot of people is when when I'm an ambassador for something, it's not because necessarily they're paying me. I wouldn't back a brand that I don't believe in. Is that the same for you? Yeah, 100%. Look, Revit don't pay me anything at all. Um, how this came about was I was looking for leather gear and I struggled to fit into a lot of the European brands such as Daneasy, um, Alpine Stars as well, whereas Revit actually took a lot of advice on board from the females around them and realised that girls are curvier than usual. So I started running the gear on my own accord and then I actually approached them um, just with respect to one pieces because we didn't have a lot of options in New Zealand and then they decided to start working with me to bring the right products to New Zealand and it just sort of fell off the back of that that I became an ambassador for them and it is so awesome to see girls ditching the hoodies and putting rabbit jackets on just because of the work that we've done. Brilliant. So uh, you had no scratches on you from the most recent crash uh, because you were wearing all the gear. Have you actually ridden a road bike since? Yes, I have. I went to the motor. Actually, the motor social was the last ride I had before I parked her up um, for the winter. And funnily enough, unfortunately, that crash, I didn't realize it at the time, but it completely knocked my confidence all over again. So I decided off the back of it to go and purchase a new um, Beta X trainer uh, for dirt because I feel much more comfortable crashing in dirt than I do on the road, it seems. (laughs) Isn't it funny that you can have the similar sort of crash on the road as on the dirt, but on the road you come out much worse off? I know, it's crazy. I I mean, dirt, I tend to spend a lot of my time at the sandpit, so I always like to have soft landing. Uh, the speeds are a little bit different, but I've been building up my confidence in dirt over the winter, so I'm planning to come out and get out there and get right to it um, when the summer rolls around, if the summer rolls around at this rate. Yeah, that is the question. That is the thing. So <laughs> yeah. getting back on the bike after having a reasonably serious crash, and I'm going to call it reasonably serious even if you weren't hurt because the, the motorbike was written off, um, mm. And it could have been a lot worse. But what sort of things go through your mind getting back on the bike? So a lot of it for me was the first thing I noticed after my crash was my um, my nervousness with cornering, funnily enough. So because my crash happened as I was cornering and someone got it on a dash cam. So if anyone wants to see it, they're welcome to hit me up. Um, but I was going around a corner and the rear tyre just sort of slipped out. The traction control kicked in and it kind of just spun me out almost. Um, so yeah, the first time I went round a corner on my 400, I was so upright. I'm like, come on, girl, you bloody race track. What's going on here? So it's just almost resetting the mind again and just rebuilding that, that confidence that I had before, which suddenly I'd lost in the space of 20 seconds. Hmm. Mm. Um, so... You've talked about the things you're going to check on the bike when you finally do get it out in spring. Um, What are some of the things, is there anything you tell yourself when you're riding, anything you specifically look out for while you're riding to try and help you come home safely? Yeah, so a lot of it is um, road conditions. I mean, unfortunately, with all the weather that New Zealand has been hit with over the last 12 months, our roads are not quite what they were. 
So a lot of it is looking ahead, looking at the road conditions um, and just being safe, staying within the lane, trying to keep off the slick spots. Um, and one thing that's always stuck with me, actually funnily enough from Chris from Passmasters, was chicken wings. So what I tend to do is I tense up or I get quite anxious when I'm riding or I get into a nervous situation and I just have to dial myself back and just remind myself to loosen up. And if anyone's ridden with me, they'll know that I do this. If they ever see me flat my elbows, that's me just loosening up the tension and the nerves and just making sure that I'm as flexible as I can be. Because as soon as you tense up on a bike, everything can tend to go wrong and then you start overthinking things. So a lot of it is just being calm, being relaxed, um, obviously other road users as well, being very aware of who else is on there um, and riding like you're there to be hit. I know that sounds scary, but um, it's better to pretend that everyone's out to get you than to ride like no one is. Yeah. I've heard it said, ride like no everyone's out to get you or no one can see you. Correct, yes. And that's exactly it. With the Motorcycle Awareness Month, I think a lot of it is built around getting other motorists aware that we can definitely be seen. Um, if you can wear bright, I mean, I've got a bright Scott um, jacket that's like fluoro. If it's raining, if it's cloudy, if there's just some form of impacted visibility, I have got that on so I can be seen and I can be safe because you just never know who's going to be jamming their music and completely forget about the fact there are other road users. Do you ever um, watch YouTube videos of, of people uh, knowing, you know, of crashes, knowing that they're going way too fast, they come out from behind somewhere and you're, you're screaming at the screen, slow down! Oh, I've seen it far too many times, like with Instagram reels taking off and a lot of, you know, the, the biker boys sort of getting into it and a lot of TikTok, it's actually super scary to see how much has happened in forms of crashes that were entirely preventable based on the style of riding. I mean, Ride Forever is something that I would definitely recommend everyone sort of get on and book with just prior to getting back out because I think that's another really good confidence builder and dials you back down to sort of your mind and how you think about what's going on around you. Do you actively place yourself in a particular part of the road to be seen more? Does that sort of thing go through your mind? Yeah, I try to remove myself from blind spots. Um, if I am commuting and I'm in traffic, I'll try to make sure that um, I'm, I'm visible and I'm not creeping up on people. Um, so I don't tend to sort of sit too far to the side. It'll generally be in someone's wheel track far enough back that they've got full visibility of me in the rear view mirror, or if I can do it at the same time, just in their side mirror as well. Outstanding. Uh, last question for you. As a lady riding motorcycles, have you got any advice or any tips or anything you want to say to our female audience? Just get out there and do it. It's so awesome to see how many girls are coming out and about. Um, the social events that are happening around Auckland have been amazing. Um, and we want to get more girls into it. So if anyone's got any questions, any queries, if they'd like any advice whatsoever, I am entirely open. Um, you're welcome to flick me a message at any time. Or if you'd, even if you'd like to go for a ride, I'm down for it. I saw a learner lady rider with her partner um, cruising along here a few months ago, posted it on my Instagram story and was like, hey, if you want someone to go ride with, that'll take it easy with you and give you some, some tips, just hit me up. So that's probably the best thing about it is just get out there, get into groups, find your your social um, butterflies and off you go. <laughs> Chaotic blonde, dirt racer, dirt rider, track racer, street rider and equine rider. Thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for your time. Really appreciate it. If people want to follow you on social media, how do they find you? 
Uh, just at chaotic.blonde um, is where I tend to be. Instagram is where I'm at. If you'd like to see a lot of my fail videos, that tends to be seen up on TikTok these days. I hear that's where all these Gen Zs are going. So um, either one, just feel free to hit me up and I'll be there. Thanks for your time. Looking forward to going for a ride with you. Awesome. Thanks, Ray. And that about wraps up the show. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate you you're, you're clicking on this podcast. Let us know what you thought. You can hit that uh, like and subscribe button. That's an easy way to do it. The thumbs up button also works. Or you can email me, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. Uh, the magazine, Kiwi Rider magazine, out twice a month, absolutely free for you to read, download, and enjoy at kiwirider.co.nz. All my content goes up at motonz.com and the YouTube channel MotoNZ as well. Otherwise, I've been Ray. This is Kiwi Rider podcast keep your rubber side down throttle on and we'll catch you in seven days time simple things you can check are up at rideforever.co.nz it's september and it's motorcycle awareness month with events and promotions planned across the country it's easy for riders to unite and get behind mam we want every ride to be a great ride and that starts with 21 for september so check your bike check your gear check your skills are up to scratch before you get out on the road go to rideforever.co.nz to find out more thank you very much motorcycle awareness month for bringing you this episode of kiwi rider podcast